You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website builtforthestage.com or click the link in the description of this episode and you can work for seven days with your own Broadway fitness coach on an online app. So check it out. No catch, no gimmicks. Builtforthestage.com. If you like Built for the Stage podcast, please rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. It'd be greatly appreciated. All right, please enjoy this conversation. We've been talking now, did some sound checks and all that kind of stuff. You're being kind of reserved, but all the footage I've seen, you're a pretty like organically funny person. Um, oh, no. So no pressure. He's found me out. <laughs> but all of the stuff I've seen, you're not the way you've been with. You're being polite. I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, where did you get that from? That kind of like quirkiness of yours. Oh, where do you man. think you got that from? I don't. Uh, Just, I don't know. I can't really pinpoint it. But I, I guess I've always been. I've, as a lot of performers, like fitness people are, I think we're hyper children. Yeah. So I was a very like hyper child and was always, mm. so that's why I got into dance and everything. But I always watched a lot a lot of I Love Lucy when I was growing up. So go. I think that's maybe where some of it comes from. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I just, I'm a silly. silly I, ask where, I ask where <laughs> it comes from because my dad is like a librarian silent type and my mom yeah. is this really loud Italian. And I can kind of be a weird mix of both, where yes. I'm outgoing, but also like a hermit. Yes. So I didn't know if maybe someone rubbed off on you on, along yeah, the way. I don't know. My grandmother was a theatrical lady. Maybe there, that's There you go. Is. Maybe it's just in your blood and you don't, you don't yeah. realize it. Okay, so aside from performing, um, I saw at times that you also have danced or taught dance to kids in the past or maybe still currently. Mm-hmm. Um, how how is that with like a room full of children just it i mean it always depends on the age you know the age and the level and all of that um so my class always adjusts based on that but i mean it's my favorite thing to do because it just reminds me of why i'm doing this and i think i'm like a huge advocate for arts education for kids i think that's what like was able to get me through growing up. So I always want to keep giving back and doing that. So yeah, it's just something I really enjoy. It's something I hope to keep 
building upon and do do more and more of it as yeah. I get older. So you have a lot to teach them. Uh, is there anything like when you have these classes? They're young, but is there anything that they teach you along the way that you're like? Yes. Yeah. Totally. I mean, a lot about enthusiasm, and <laughs> <laughs> um, they loved that. Um, yeah. <laughs> laugh track. They love Speaking that. of, yeah, I love Lucy. I, I brought a laugh track with me. Yeah. I hope you don't mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they just they teach me also about the finding the playfulness and the freedom and abandonment that a lot of times we forget about because this becomes our job and it becomes like oh all right eight times a week and, you know so i always love teaching because it kind of snaps me back into okay this is what i always wanted to do and this is a privilege and, you yeah know, so like man they love this like yeah. oh wait i love this like, yeah me too remember yeah. that yeah totally okay cool uh You've been dancing your whole life, or how long have you been dancing? Yeah, pretty much. I I guess I started dancing when I was, you know, four or five, just like a lot of kids do. Um, but then I got, I guess, serious in it when I was maybe about 11 or 12, and I went into ballet very intensely. Um, and I was like, in the bunhead track, I was like, I'm going to be a ballerina. And... Uh, yeah, so I did that for many years. I spent my summer up at like School of American Ballet and studied in Dallas. And um, yeah, you're from Texas. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So many Texans in my life that just, just uh, yeah. Know, Texans are great. Texas gotta forever. Gotta say. Yeah, Texas yeah. forever. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so doing that basically your whole life. Some of the listeners, it's probably hard to kind of fathom like doing one thing or one trait. You know, your entire life. Um, or just fitness too, like, wow, you've been working out for over 10 years or your whole life. Uh, how did you do it and how do you still do it now? How do you still dance yeah. it now? Um, I mean, I'm sure as you know, being a fitness professional, it's there's always something new to find. Like there's, you've never reached mastery, you know, like no matter how, you know, what Broadway show you get or what role you play like you've never reached it and your whole life is gonna be you're gonna be a student I try to always live by that that like I'm always a student even when I'm in rehearsal I'm watching other people and trying to pick up on you know behaviors or techniques that other people are using and, um, but yeah I feel like it also morphed over time you know it was at first it was ballet and then through an injury actually I started going into other forms of dance and then through that I, I realized how important is important fitness and cross training was because I was getting more you know like little injuries and stuff and then once I started working out more all of those disappeared um, so yeah I also just love it like I love moving and it as you know you know it makes you feel good and yeah um, yeah. So. How about when it's not new? How about when you're, I don't want to say forced, but maybe you're doing a show or you're in the midst of a class where it's like, you know, okay, business as usual. Yeah. Um, what gets you to show up? And then what gets you to actually show up when you do show up? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think there's always going to be something, whether it's positive or negative, to draw from every single experience. Even if it's like the worst thing ever, it can be like, great. I now, through this experience, have learned that I do not like A, B, and C. You know, like, there's always something. So when I feel totally unmotivated, even if it's harping on a negative thing, that I can say, okay, when I get out of this situation, I'll draw this 
from this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just always trying to look for the things to carry forward. Because um, nothing, you know, unless, I guess unless you're in like a show that's running for 15 years or something, you know, our world is constantly changing and that's like a blessing and a curse of what we do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. I, I saw you used to instruct Zumba or maybe aerobics yes. as well. Uh, I, I took a Zumba class uh, back oh, in the did? day. Oh my God. Man, I was, I was the only guy in the class and I owned it. I mean, I yeah. was just getting after it's the it. Best. Tell, I mean, tell me some stories or, or one. Or love that you're in Zumba. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah. Um, no, it kind of started, it was in college and I wanted to do it, one, because I wanted to make a little extra money while I was in school, you know, and then two, I, I went to a conservatory um, and so it was just very, very concentrated and I was like, I need something outside of this, I need like a community outside of this, I need something to put my energy toward that isn't all in this world because yeah. it was just kind of getting soul-sucking a little bit. Yeah. So uh -huh. I yeah. went to the rec center and I was like, do you guys need any instructors? And they were like, they basically said, yeah, you just have to get these certifications. So I got my like ACE certification and group fitness and then my Zumba certification. And I got a certification in turbo kick. It's like a kickboxing dance thing. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, through that, I was able to get a job at the University of Cincinnati Rec Center. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it like, that was when I realized how much the mental aspect of what we do is important. It like saved me mentally, I think. Because yeah. one, just interacting with like non-musical theater people. And there were these people that took my class, because I taught for three years, people that took my class at like, I saw them transform over a year and they would come to my class every week and they were like, it just made me like so emotional. Like I feel like emotional talking about it now. It was mm. so, it just, yeah, it was cool. amazing. So yeah. It's nice to, my Zumba to aid in someone's yeah, improvement. Yeah. And sure. especially people of like all different walks of life. Like there yeah. was like a 60 year old woman that would like come take my, who you would never think she would be like killing it at Zumba, but there she was, you know? Yeah. So. How do you do that now um, in regards to um, your sanity? Wh who are you off the stage now? Now that you're in New York, you're on Broadway, Man, wh who are you off of? It's constantly changing and it's sort of this past year went through a big, like a lot of life shifts. And so most recently I've been meditating a lot more um, and that, like doing a lot more <clears throat> mental work as opposed to I was a lot more physical before and now I'm trying to zone in on that and that's helped a lot I'm just I'm almost done with this book called Buddha walks into a bar it's like about how to integrate Eastern philosophies and mentalities and like a lot of that into our culture yeah. like our everyday life because sometimes it seems really hard to incorporate a lot of that into this busy life you know yeah so that's what I've been focusing on late cool. <laughs> as of late going back a little earlier in your career um, you were in the ensemble in Oklahoma at the yeah. New York Opera in yeah. Chicago but later you played Lori in Oklahoma, the same show, but at a very well-known regional house, the mm -hmm. Muni. Besides, like, experience as far as, like, time passing, 
how did you do that? How did you jump from being in the ensemble to booking the lead in the same musical on the probably one of the most well-known regional yeah. houses in the country? Oh my God. How did you do that? I mean, that job, that Muni job, like to this day is still one of my favorite experiences ever because I got to <clears throat> dance the dream ballet and sing the role and do the role, which as a dancer, as a, you know, dancer, singer, actor, there's not a ton of opportunity for us to really do all three. So like that show or like Cats or, you know, it's so fulfilling to do. Um, but it was great to kind of re, because I had done the show, I guess, twice. I did it in college too. And then at, in the ensemble, Dance Captain, and then did it at Lyric and then revisited it again as Laurie. And so I felt like I knew the show really well and I had seen so many people portray the role. So I was able to kind of <clears throat> come in with all that previous knowledge and and yeah, that was an amazing, I mean like freaking Beth Level was my aunt. I was like, all right, I'm done here. <laughs> yeah, how was that? Any uh, memories of, of working She's with her? just amazing. I mean, I. And now working with Kelly, who I had a history with too, like, you know, just, they're so like kind and giving and generous. Mm -hmm. And that to me is like the sign of a true star. You know, it's like, I, I just think like, when people think it's like, oh, you're a diva and you're like, here I am. It's just, that is just bullshit. I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> it's the real divas are the people who are giving and I mean, and try to help other people get up to where they are, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I just read a book, it's called The Go-Giver instead of The Go-Getter. Oh, yeah. And it's basically yes. all about that. Yeah. Um, all about, you don't climb to the top by getting. But yes, by yeah. yeah. Or what is, man, I'm forgetting the quote, right? Oh, we, we rise by lifting others. Yes. So it's like that, you know, that always sticks with me. Yeah. 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 You also got to work with Susan Stroman. Yes. She choreographed, right? And maybe another time or two you had worked with her? Yeah. I had, well, originally I got to know her, or I think get in her circle a little bit by doing that Oklahoma at the Muni because that was her choreography. Yeah. So one of her associates said it. Mm. And then I went in for, they were doing a concert production of Crazy for You. And this was while I was in Cats. And I got cast in that. And then I get a phone call like two weeks after that closed and she was like, hey, do you want to do Girl in the Yellow Dress for a Lincoln Center Gala with Andre Bishop? And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? With like Santino Fontana. I was like, wait, what's happening? And um, yeah, so since then she's, and she was always someone that I wanted to like, idolize, you know? So um, Why? yeah. Why? Because she, one, she's just such a pioneer as a woman choreographer. You know, she was the first, I think so, she was the first woman to win a Tony for Best Director for Contact. Fact check, might not be right about that, but I, she's just like, and I also, her choreography, it always comes from such a, especially in Oklahoma, because that was my first introduction to her work. And it just feels so natural and like organic to do. And um, yeah, I just, and I also just think she's also a, like, again, nice, kind, stand up person. You know, she's not gonna put anybody down in the room. She's not gonna, she's gonna, like her standards here and she's, she's like tough, um, but she also, it's just a class act and yeah. that to me 
you know, says a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Before you booked cats, can you can you tell us about one of your toughest times in the pursuit of you know this career of yeah yeah the dream the, the journey of the dream the, you know because everyone on this uh podcast more or less has you know made it to the top it's you know it's never owned here in performing but you are here but for the people out there they're listening they're still chasing yeah tell us of when about when you were chasing and sometimes you you might have had to conquer i mean there's a few i mean i one thing that i always like that my times of growth were always in the darker times like my biggest times of growth were in times when i wasn't at the top of my game or succeeding so that always is a good thing to remember for me like when i'm going through a rough time i'm like no this is like good and growing this is you know doesn't mean i'm failing necessarily um but man i i got pretty lucky i mean when i moved to new york so i worked at lyric but i moved to new york and i was non-equity i was like never really did any summer stock because i never booked summer stock um and that was a whole you know i was like maybe i that's what do you mean you never booked it i just I just never, I auditioned, nobody ever wanted me. There you go. Go ahead and uh, zoom in on that a little bit. Oh, yeah. Because that's, like, forget about your tough times as a professional. You're training to be a professional. Yeah. And you're you're not failing, but you're not, you're not swinging and hitting. And you're, you're probably thinking to myself, what am I doing? Like, yeah. Oh, totally. And I think a lot of it, in hindsight, looking back, I'm like, oh, because I, one, I just hadn't grown into myself yet. And I was always going into auditions, like channeling people, you know, like I was like, I'm going to be, you know, Sutton Foster. And like, and looking back, I'm like, well, that's why I didn't get it. Because I was like, not going in as Christine. I was you were going, Christine playing someone else yes, playing a role. Yes. And like, nobody wants that. So, you know, I had sort of, I had never booked summer, like all my friends were booking these summer stocks and I was like, God, you know, as I'm working at Kings Island over the summer or like interning back in Dallas and like literally scrubbing the floor, like I was like, what am I doing wrong? And, and then my senior year, I again didn't get any summer stocks and I was like, you know what, I'm going to India. And I like found this, <laughs> this like program that through Theater Me Too, this um, theater company that's actually in Brooklyn now, they're based out of Brooklyn, but they um, they do this like artist residency sort of thing and it's three, four weeks long and you apply and you can go study with this theater company that's learning the native art forms of whatever area they're in. So that year they were in like South India and so anyway, going back to like, I never booked summer stock. And then I finally was like, I sort of was, went through a phase where I was like, I hate musicals. Like, ah, I hate this. I'm going to India. I'm going to like bathe in the Ganges. And I was like, <laughs> um, but that was such a turning point for me because it like, I zoom, I just like zoomed out. I was able, you know, I was with a group, but we were on our own, you know, like it, we all kind of, did our own thing and you were sort of I mean you slept in like a what are those things called like a um 
a mosquito, a mosquito net, oh, oh. and you're like, you know, going to the bathroom and like a hole in the ground. Like it was like, oh wow, you, it was you like committed. full on. Um, I mean, there. the place that we stayed, it was not. It was it was just like different. You know, it wasn't you're just not. It was just a different world. Yeah. Um, but that was actually helped me in my art form more than like any amount of training would have ever done. Just because like I was able to see you know a different part of the world and kind of a different you know you see these these women that have studied in Mohiniatum which is like the native classical Indian dance and they've been doing it since they were three and they study for their entire life or like a guru that wakes up at like 4 a.m. and you know yoga has like nothing to do with anything physical and it's all you know you're just like my brain is just like exploding and um I think after that, I felt like that's when I started to come into myself and I was way less worried about all the stuff in musical theater and more just like, okay, what am I, what am I doing and why do I want to do this and why is what I'm doing important? And then I was able to kind of root myself in like what I'm doing besides trying to channel people all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Fail and then go to India and then... <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, so I, I talk about on this show a lot, fruition moments. So you're in Cats, you're making your debut in the first mm -hmm. show. Okay, yeah. the first show. Do, do you have a moment where you, like, on the stage at some point during that time or before or after, when you're thinking of India or thinking of, like, times when you're like, okay, this is how... This is how I got here. All of that was worth it and lined up to bring oh, this to fruition. Yes. One, I mean, that's like another like mini story. Like right when I graduated school, I got immediately to the final callback of like a replacement in Cinderella. And then I ended up not getting it because I was the wrong dress size. No. And I was like, ah! you know, like spiral into like, oh my God, I'm that. Oh, and um, and so then it, it that didn't happen. And then I ended up months later getting the Joseph tour, which is how I got to know Andy, who set the Cats revival, you know. So then three years later, since graduating, I guess it was, yeah. I was so grateful that it wasn't Cinderella, even though at the time I was so bummed about it. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, that was supposed to be it, and I didn't yeah. get it. And there were other Broadway shows I went in for that I didn't get. But that was the, I mean, beyond what I thought I could have had in a debut. I was like playing a dream role in an original cast, of, you know. And um, so I was, I was just really grateful for all the quote unquote failures, you know, because they helped me open all the doors and meet the right people to have that. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, the lesson to learn is that you failed and kept moving. Yeah. A lot of people will fail and be derailed. No. And then that opportunity will never come yeah. to pass. Well, because while you're mourning one failure, you're missing something else. Right. So it's like you gotta just go, okay, wasn't meant to be. And like, yes, you can have, you're a human, you can yeah. have a moment of like, oh, dang it. But like, yeah. Keeping that at the forefront though, yeah. out in your mind. Yeah. 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 For sure. So you got to perform in the Tonys, yeah? Yes, yeah. Tell us something that entails with performing on the Tonys that 
someone watching it wouldn't know about. Like, <laughs> I know that you have like a really short rehearsal process to kind of get yeah. that set or something like that. Anything that like, like oh wow, if only people I knew. Mean, yes, I think it's hilarious. Like the the you know image of what you think it is or when I was growing up I was like oh yes you sit in your dressing room and you have like lights everywhere and you're like have your powder puff and you're like you know and then you walk up stage and then you no, you get ready at your theaters and then you're on a bus and they bus you to Radio City and then we were sitting on the bus for like 20 minutes while the Tonys are going on like on our cell phones, like, oh, did Kathy Zuber win for costumes oh, or no whatever? Way. And mm. then, and then it's like, okay, five minutes till your thing. You get off the bus, you go through the hallway, you're like high fiving Carousel, like the number before. You get backstage, and then it's like five, four, three, two, one, go. You do the number, and then they're like, okay, great. And then you go back on the bus, and then you go back mm. to the theater. Mm. So like, the Tonys, you're like, oh, I don't, I didn't really attend the Tonys. I like bust in, did the number, mm -hmm. and like left yeah so it's a very surreal experience because then you watch it over back on the tv and you're like did that happen like yeah what? so yeah it's a very crazy experience but i mean it's stunning you know you're at radio city and it's like super epic and yeah yeah so it's like shooting a movie but you're only in one scene right and you know what the movie's about but you don't see any of it and you just yeah. go in for your scene and then you have to wait until yeah. the movie comes what? out to see yeah. what it was all about yeah okay that's cool that's cool but, yeah. um so uh in cats uh there's there's a, a news release that just mm. went out oh yeah that we both go ahead <laughs> today right the yes. date was today yes i'm doing my like due diligence to research and like get prepared for this and it just pops up um, and a particular person is playing the same role yeah. that you played in Cats. No big deal. Who, who, who is that particular person? It's like a T-Swift moment. Right. Taylor Swift. I know. I was like, oh. Yeah, my friend sent it to me this morning. This like, it's in like Teen Vogue. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, never thought I'd make my debut in Teen Vogue as a non-human yeah. cat. But it's, yeah, it's just like picture of Taylor Swift next to a picture of me probably I'm pretty sure that picture was taken after a show and I'm like sweaty and exhausted and I was like can I go change it like yeah <laughs> but um, but yeah pretty cool I'm excited to see yeah I was gonna ask are you are you uh, excited that Taylor Swift will be reprising yes. your role on, I mean what a, a crazy cast of like awesome celebrities I mean <laughs> I think it's definitely gonna be um, from what I've heard, it's not going to be exactly how the musical is. Like, they're doing a lot of, um, I don't know, like, part of it's animated and part of it's, I don't know. So, it'll be interesting. I was surprised at first, but I'm sure she's going to bring her own flavor. It's going to be awesome. So, okay. I'm so excited to see it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you recently left My Fair Lady at the Lincoln Center. Um, and you have begun rehearsals for Kiss Me Kate. Yeah. Um, before we move on to Kiss Me Kate, your current production, mm -hmm. um, I was talking to Barbara Joe in another episode about how the Lincoln Center is magical and how I just yeah. love the Lincoln Center. Um, do you have any memories just fresh in your mind from My Fair Lady? Anything that you were like just yeah. beaming about that? Oh man, I mean that experience. It's very special, especially, special, especially um, for me because I grew up 
with my summers at Lincoln Center. I went to School of American Ballet for three summers, and then I did the summer program at Juilliard before I went to college, their dance program. So Lincoln Center in general is a very special place in my heart. So um, oh, that was a lot of the reason when I got offered the show, I was like, yeah, I just to do a show there is like the dream, you know? Um, so yeah, it's and it's nice that it's out of the fray of you know, Times Square, you know, it's kind of in its own uh, world up there. And yeah. and yeah, it was great. It's There's something about that theater too because it's a thrust stage. So you're, you know, there's kind of nowhere to hide on that stage. You're, you're being seen from all angles. And, yeah. Um, was there a moment where there was nowhere to hide and, and everyone got to see some type of mishap on the stage that you can remember? Oh, I mean, man, I don't think... Surprising. I had a lot of mishaps in Cats, but in this one, nothing crazy, but there were a couple, you know, we had this waltz thing and we had some people go down sometimes <laughs> and that, you know, you're just like, well, there's no hiding yeah, yeah. that yeah, right. because, you know. How about Cats? Anything crazy? You go out in the audience a lot. You... Oh yeah, I went out. Oh, so many things. There was one that I distinctly remember because... So I would enter from the house a lot and like run down the aisle and come up on the stage. And there was one at the beginning of Act Two, and I was like, in, and I was like, I'm so cat-like today. Like, oh my god, I'm on fire. And I was like running down, and I was like, I'm gonna just leap up onto the stage. And it's a very quiet moment. It's like silent with like very ambient music before Old Deuteronomy sings. Mm -hmm. And I went for the leap, and I like my foot like. <laughs> I see this like going. missed the step and slid and I just like bit it and then like slowly fell down each step one by one and you could hear the audience literally do the like like teeth breathe thing yeah 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 people were like ooh ah, ooh did you see that and I was like oh fuck anyway and I, and I just like slowly I was like slowly went up on stage and like pretended like it didn't happen but i was like now my cover's blown like i'm supposed yeah. to be this like really sexy smooth cat and like mm -hmm. it's over for this show mm -hmm. so and you get a note from your stage manager the next yeah. day i was like pretty sure we didn't set that yeah, in maybe rehearsal. don't do that and i was like yeah i don't know it's just going for it really trying to you were channeling that enthusiasm from the kids that exactly you, that you taught in yeah in the kids fault. it's their fault they were bringing that back up in you yeah um okay cool uh, how about, so now that you are rehearsing Kiss Me Kate, like I said, um, and the, the previews opens mm -hmm. on Valentine's Day, very yeah. fitting. Yes. Um, I saw they're going to have like a, a kissing booth or something there, a little yeah. promo. Yeah, they're having a bunch of pop-up booths like all over the city, so. Currently, to promote it right now? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, like a different, you know, Sephora and Mac and like all these. Nice. Yeah. Way, uh, way to get interviewed. Marketing, nice. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> So, how much brilliance right now is being splashed around the room with, you mentioned Kelly O'Hara earlier, you yeah. have Scott Ellis directing, Yeah. and just, yeah, what what amazingness has been going it's on in awesome. the room? I mean, first of all, it's so goofy, like, the, the vibe in the room is so, everyone is so positive and upbeat, which is just makes a huge difference. I've been in casts where that hasn't been the case, and it's a lot harder to 
work, you know, when the vibe isn't like uplifting and positive. Mm -hmm. So that's been awesome. Who do you think and, steers that? How does it, is this just uh, organic? Do you think it's the director? How do you think that happens? It's partly like who is cast. And then I also think it trickles down. So, you know, the, both Scott and Warren Carlisle, the choreographer, they get along really well. And so that camaraderie really helps set the tone. And also Roundabout is just, you really feel like they are there to take care of you and, and they want to do good theater. And it's just refreshing to be in that room. It's not like, yeah, we're going to get a lot of money. Like it just has a good vibe. Yeah. Um, so that helps a lot, but the, the room is so silly. I mean, we're just, it's a fun show. It's funny. And so it's been a lot of fun getting in there. But at first, like the first two weeks, it was crazy because Warren, Warren Carlisle is, he is not, not um, easy going. You know what I mean? Like it's very, it's intense and we're, which I love. I, I just, focused. His, yes, it's very focused. And his passion is so palpable in the room. It's so inspiring to me. Like, I just love being in a room with him. It's like a dream totally. But, um, but he's very, you know, you are going full out all day. You are you're doing it over and over, and everyone's just at the top of their game, which is inspiring but also exhausting. So you have yeah. to like pace yourself. Um, so that was the first two weeks was just a lot of choreography and a lot of like retaining that information and drilling. How is uh, too darn hot going? It's is it amazing? So good. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's awesome. Is I mean, it, it, are there some jaw dropping moments in there that's like gonna make the audience go crazy? Like, just you wait. The number. Come on, just give it just a little bit. It's just something. What I can you? Cannot. What can you leak out there? <laughs> I mean, let's just say that James T. Lane, he's playing Paul, who's like kind of the lead of Too Darn Hot, the number. Mm -hmm. He like every day. I'm like, what'd you do this morning? He's like, went to the studio, ran Too Darn Hot like three times, came here. Like he is drilling and working his ass off and it shows he's incredible the stamina because it's a like a 14 minute number yeah. i mean it is it's a marathon especially for him because he's like singing and tapping and yeah um so it's just really awesome to see people you know giving so much of themselves and working at the top of their game and everyone just like excelling and the energy, um, yeah, it's it's awesome, and it's so much fun to do. I mean, you're exhausted, but I'm like, oh my god, this is, I can't believe I get paid to do this. Like, what? Yeah. So, yeah. What's your What's your most enjoyable part of the show right now, besides maybe too darn hot? What are you What are you loving right now? Oh, too darn hot! I have like a couple little bit funny things, you know, which are a lot of fun to do because it's just, you know, we're we're truly like playing on stage which is refreshing and, and uplifting um so yeah, yeah. What, what kind of style does scott ellis bring to his directing is, is it very much so like that where it's like yes let's just keep throwing things up against the wall see yeah. what's sticking and what, yeah. whatever's not we'll just move on totally it's definitely that and and he's very you know he's done all of his research and it's you know structured enough but not to where it's like stifling creatively stifling so everyone you know, it feels like everyone can kind of bring their own into it and and find, you know, what their best angle is and, and find how they want to do it, you know, yeah. which is which is great. And it's just fun. We're just having so much fun. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah.
Okay, so the next question, it's not to be a downer, it's just to, to have you, you know, bring light to a lesson for mm -hmm. the listeners out there. Uh, the show is unfortunately on a, it's an, a limited engagement. Mm -hmm. It's going to run until June 2nd. Yeah. So with a possible extension. Okay, possible. Cool. We can we can then get even more Perhaps. in depth with this yeah. metaphoric question. So knowing that mm -hmm. you have to live in the moment, that mm -hmm. you have to be present day in and day out. How do you also look towards the future? Yeah. Um, because you have like in any show really, just like you were in uh, My Fair Lady, in the midst of it, hey, I'm going now to yeah. Kiss Me King. Yeah. How do you live in the present with this rehearsal process, with the opening and so on and so forth, but also at the same Knowing time... Knowing my impending doom. There it is, the, the downer <laughs> part of the question. My impending doom. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like like you say, it's, like a, it's a reality of what we do. And um, I think a lot of it, going back to the whole mental game, it's how you look at it, you know? You can look at it with this like, oh no, I won't have employment. Or you can say, okay, I have an opportunity to find something new and something energizing, you know? And I I think it helps to know in advance, you know, that is easier than finding out a show's closing four weeks before it closes in yeah. the year. You know, it's like, okay, great, it's a limited run. Then I'm already looking at summer jobs and I'm already looking at stuff for next season. Okay, what can I go in for? Like. Um, which to me is, I love that about this job. A lot of people, um, <laughs> a lot of people don't or find a lot of frustration in that. And there's definitely times where it's frustrating. But again, it's just also also trusting that the relationships you're making are going to carry you forward. I think, you know, okay, yeah, this this is a limited run, but I'm also making great relationships with all the people in this room, and they'll also have to find other jobs, and they'll need people, you know, so um, that's one thing about this community is I feel, I feel taken care of to a certain extent, you know, that, okay, I'm making quality relationships, and those will sustain you more than any job will, mm -hmm. so, yeah. Another book drop, Never Eat Alone. Okay. Same thing. Yeah, it's, okay. it's just about you know tr never never traveling alone, never doing yeah. anything alone, never thinking that you're gonna quote unquote make it or rise yeah. to the top or feel yeah. complete. Well, and just like, it's like even if you do make it, there that is everything's finite. Like everything has a time, you know, mm -hmm. ending. You know, yeah. yeah, you could get that Broadway show and be in, the, but then you could also be back to where you were 10 years ago in yeah. two months, yeah. you know. Uh, if, you, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've heard that word. I love that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, do you have any daily rituals or like habits that like keep you on tr uh, track each day or yeah. throughout just your process? Whether um, life, career, all that. Right. I mean, it adjusts based on the show that I'm doing. Um, like, with Cats, it was like everything was revolved around the show that night. Like, physically and all that stuff. But with My Fair Lady, I wasn't doing as much physical exertion, so I did a lot more during the day. Like, I went to class every day and tried to keep that up, so it adjusts. Right now, in, like, rehearsal mode, because we're rehearsing 10 to 6 pretty much every day. So... I wake up and I do my I do my like five minute meditation and uh, 
and drink coffee and I always try to like, it's gonna sound weird, but like do some sort of inversion, like downward dog handstand moment. It like always helps me in the morning. Don't ask me with why. anxiety, with yeah, setting yourself. Just the... like one, like I think stretching and getting my body like aligned maybe. I don't know. It's sort of like I'll do like some sun salutation kind of yeah. things. Um, yeah, and then I like to leave early to get to rehearsal so that I don't feel rushed. I can like, you know, sit on the train and not be running around. Um, but yeah, right now it's just kind of, I'm in rehearsal mode, so have my little morning meditation and a little bit of yoga, get to rehearsal early, warm up. I always try to do like at least 15 to 20 minutes, like a ballet bar or something. And yeah. I think that preparation in the morning is important. I think it's it sets you up for success. It sets the whole tone yes. of your day. Yes. I think that you I, know I find yeah. most successful people, you know, they're not uh, jumping out of bed and, and sprinting out the door yeah. five minutes later. All right, so we touched a lot about uh, on the stage. We, we said a little bit, you're from Texas. Mm -hmm. You uh, once uh, taught Zumba at yeah. your, anything else for our listeners that have been kind of sitting at the table with us here at this random venue. <laughs> in, yeah, uh, it's a gorgeous venue. 43rd and 6th that we, yeah, wait. check it out, guys. Check it out. Uh, 43rd Brian and Park, 6th. Bank of, this, this is uh, Bank of America. Yeah. Bank of America. Welcome. Oh, great. That's what it is, apparently. Thank you. Tower one, yeah. They're very nice in here. We just came in, sat down. Yeah. Didn't buy anything. No one's bothering us. Check it out. N nice, fake ivory. Greenery. So, uh, before we leave, any, like, um, what are you into right now off the stage? A, sh a show, a TV show, uh, a hobby? Do you, like, knit um, children's sweaters with... Uh, love to giraffes on them like what what give <laughs> okay. us one little personal thing before we go oh, man right now uh i'm really i've gotten into um in my so i just moved into a new apartment and i have like this little area where i have my plants <laughs> so i've been like okay. really into plants lately and just um yeah been listening to a lot of new music and trying to get inspired and really focus on my show yeah. yeah i don't know i think i'm taking as a listener one mm -hmm. of the listeners being here i'm taking from you though you get a lot from uh helping others grow so you got plants yeah. you yes. have the story of the 60 year old in zumba yes you have the little kids that you uh taught dancing and i think it's a great life lesson and so true that you help yourself by helping others. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. One hundred percent. I hope I always remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Let us remember. Let us remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Christine. Thank awesome. you so much for joining uh, me on this podcast episode for Built for the Stage. Um, yeah, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you later. All right, that'll do it from Built for the Stage podcast. Thanks again to Christine for being a guest on the podcast. And once again, you can find her on Instagram at Christine Cornish or her website, www.christinecornishsmith.com. If you're a listener who's a performer and you're still kicking around whether you should try out the program or not, 
Now's the time to do it. Do a free trial. Let's become fitness buddies. Go to the website, www.builtforthestage.com. Fill out the contact form. Let me know you're interested. Or go to Instagram, at Built for the States. Shoot me a DM. Thanks again for tuning in. It's me, Roscoe, signing off. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.